Welcome to the Neighbors Don't Need to Know. They might not need to know, but you totally do. So let's meet the family members and find out this week's topic. I'm Jordan, your resident dad, brother, uncle, and addict. I'm Kelsey. I have one kid, one dog, two cats, 70 plants, and even more issues. Oh. I'm Anthony, a Canadian-American mathematician who uses storytelling to escape real life. And I'm Lindsay, the mother, sister, artsy chick, riddled with anxiety and self-doubt. And my name is Connor. I'm locked in the basement. I'm locked in the basement with my Greek friend. I'm handcuffed to him at the moment. He's force-feeding me Greek food. <laughs> and we're talking about foreign sitcoms. Foreign sitcoms and germs. <laughs> Thank you, Connor. That was the best intro of the all of us. Of the all of us. All right, we're gonna pick a random topic just to play it off here, real quick. Um, <clears throat> I am not going to look. I'm just gonna point. And what is something you're looking forward to? It's a good positive start. That's a good topic. How do I spin this in a positive direction? <laughs> yeah. Um, is anyone actually looking forward to anything other than, you know? I was going to say, yeah, the looking forward to anything at this point. <laughs> Are we looking forward to it all just being over? I'm really looking forward to getting my degree. Like, it's just become so real with everything I've gone through recently that, like, I just, I, I can't still wrap my head around it. That I'm going to have a fucking bachelor's. Um, That's a good one. So, yeah. And, of course, the fall of capitalism. Oh, yeah. So, well, yeah. P.S. Postscript. So, yeah. uh, I am the lead developer of a tabletop role-playing game uh, based on a, a video game. We're not affiliated with... I'm developing Destiny, the tabletop role-playing game, which is based on Bungie's Destiny and Destiny 2. I'm looking forward to... I mean, it's it's... I don't have any way of contacting Bungie, really, though uh, I have seen clues uh, that they know who we are. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yes. So I'm looking forward to the possibility of getting in contact with them and uh, maybe someday being an official project. That would be so cool. That would be amazing. That would be sweet. Then everybody would be like, do you play Dungeons and Dragons? No, I play tabletop. I also play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Nerd. Yes, you are our dungeon daddy. Yep. Move over Dungeons and Dragons. It's time for Destiny Tabletop. He's a dungeon daddy and a destiny daddy. Yeah. Would my door on my dice box, would that fit into Destiny at any point? Your door on your dice box? I, uh... Yeah. Possibly if you lived in the Earth drop zone, because it's pretty raggedy there. European dead zone for sure is very foresty. Yeah. Uh, the roads are all split apart and broken. Ooh, Venus is pretty foresty too, though. Venus is very pretty. I'll just have to make a new box. Yeah. Darn it. So what are you looking forward to, Lindsay and Jordan? For realsies. Actual answers. Yeah. I'm looking forward to my son getting older and taking him to do things that I enjoy and that we can enjoy together and just building uh, family traditions. Yeah. Like I want me and my fiance and my 
child to actually be able to, you know, look forward to a certain day or what have you and be like, oh, yay, it's whatever weekend. This weekend, we always blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I'm definitely oh, yeah. looking forward to that. Yes. And, and it's, uh, it's interesting that uh, Mikey was born right at the beginning of the pandemic. And so it will be interesting to see how that affects upcoming family traditions if we ever get to go back to whatever normal. You have the worst separation anxiety from us. I know, I know. I do have to say, Dad came over today to drop off some stuff. And I was talking, we were talking about Mikey, of course. And I said about how, like, I'm really going to be sad because, like, by the time I get to meet him in person, he's probably going to be walking and talking. And Dad was like, yeah, it'll be, like, 16. And I was like, I don't care. I'm still going to make him curl up in my lap and let me swaddle him and give him a bottle. <laughs> and we'll do it just because by the time he's 16, we'll probably still be doing that if this <laughs> exactly continues. Exactly. Gosh, I'm will be our forever boy. I'm trying to yes. think of uh, what I'm looking forward to. Really, I'm I have I have gotten into this this mindset of going day by day so much that I don't know how to really think beyond that. Uh, looking forward to autumn coming up. I totally get that uh, living day by day. Yeah, uh, I. Every day sort of blurs together for me, uh, the, the way I work, because I, I get up for work at 4 a.m. like every day. Every Monday I have my Destiny stream, and then every, uh, we're doing Saturdays now for our uh, Dungeons & Dragons. These are things that I uh, look forward to as a, a short-term goal Yeah. Uh, until I can stabilize other things while I look allegedly into other things it gives you more than a day by day it's more of a week right it's yeah exactly. it's a i'm going week by week basically at that point i'm looking forward to okay upcoming saturday and then sunday is pokemon and monday is destiny yeah what i'm really looking forward to right now is on saturday the kids and i are going to go spend the night at kelsey's house and we get together uh once every two weeks so that our kids can have some sort of socialization and because we're all stuck at home all the time. And we're, we've decided that this week we're going to spend the night and we're going to do um, something really artsy. We're going to, in the afternoon, do an acrylic uh, paint pouring and try that out. And then in the evening, we're all going to get to D&D &D together at Kelsey's house with the gang. So we're really looking forward to that. See, you don't have to set some sort of super long-term goal to be looking forward to you're allowed to take things that in stride yeah. yeah it's just it's such a weird world that i live in because you know we're doing distance learning with the kids so they're not going to school at this time and i'm only working in the office uh part-time doing the rest of my work from home so really i i just don't I, it's very strange well not only has it been a huge transitional year as far as coronavirus and the upcoming election but well and you just started your job this year too didn't you yeah i just started in january yeah. and then it all fell apart right after that <laughs> yeah that's kind of what i was gonna get at was that you know it's also been transitional in a positive light for you like you oh gosh yes. are doing something that you could have only thought 
of having I know I got my dream job in January uh I I just I, I spend I spend every day doing something that makes me absolutely giddy and I couldn't be happier about that it's all right enough yeah. I'm sorry I just uh it, I got I had to wait until I was 45 for it to happen so I'm allowed to be giddy about it yeah bring it on Drag. <laughs> You deserve it. I can't yeah. wait to be 45. Oh, yes, you can. I still get acne. It's just disgusting. And now wearing masks doesn't help at all. Yeah. I don't want to or plan on making it to my 60s. So <laughs> five will be a really impressive. I was going to say, hey, man, you're talking to somebody that I just turned 30 and I never thought I'd make it here. Yeah. I just like. <laughs> I, I have oodles of health problems that crop up all the time and. Well, thank God you're in Canada, because I just had to, you know, just I spent, what, an hour in the ER a month or so ago. They took one x-ray and drew some blood, and it was $2,500. I'm so jealous that it was only an hour, because Ashley broke her toe coming up on six weeks ago, and she spent four hours in the waiting room before a doctor would take her in to well, that's a toe. five hours. I got a message correcting. My coworker, well, let me one up you on this one. My coworker's mom just went to uh, the hospital in California because she was having heart, heart attack symptoms and they made her wait in the uh, waiting room for eight hours Holy before shit. they took her back. They just wanted yeah. to see if it was going to happen or not. Yeah. Was that? <laughs> Well, we'll find out if she's having a heart attack or not. Yeah, and it turned out, thank God, it was mild enough that... Trust me, you don't want to pay for an EKG or any blood work, so we'll just do the old school, sit it out. You don't tell us what's what happening happened. to you, we'll tell you. <laughs> just let's see if you let's see let's if it goes it away. Out, you know. Yeah, uh, she had a mild heart attack. She's doing well. She's back home already from the hospital. They ran tests and everything. Did you have to get stints or anything, or was it just sort of? Uh, uh, not that I know of. They did she do a? Uh, oh man, the Saturday Night Live skit with the dub bears, <laughs> where he just pound on his chest and, and then she was good. Yeah, she just pounded on her chest, took a baby aspirin, and <laughs> went back home. Exactly. She fixed it. She fixed it herself. You know what? That's what moms, moms do. We just do a ton. And being a first time father, I have so much more respect for mothers and good parents. I'm not going to say all parents because I've seen people that you put it off on the other one or put it off somewhere. But I just, every time I'm at home alone with Mikey, I just redact that. Um, <laughs> Every time I'm home alone with him, I really <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. I I just think all the time like about single mothers mainly because there's not too many single fathers, but they are out there, and yeah, they're uh, for lack of a better descriptor stuck alone with the children and have to do everything, and I mean. I like to think me and my fiance do a great job of sharing everything 50-50, but you know, when you don't have anybody else to pick up well, that other slack, it's just like sort of holy crap, that, how do you uh, two months into Lydia's born life? And I don't know why I said that so fucking weird. <laughs> As opposed to being hatched. <laughs> After Lydia hatched, two months into that, um <laughs> her dad, you know, uh went on deployment for seven ish months. So 
I mean, I was out in San Diego. I didn't have any family around. Didn't all my friends. I love my friends still, of course. You know, they have their priorities. And like a kid and hanging out with a lady and her kid wasn't a priority. It was, you know, we were in the Navy, so we drank. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, pretty much all I would do is I would, after she started going to daycare, which was like right down the street from my shop on base, I'd pick her up. We'd go home. I'd like clean and I made all of her food from scratch and uh so that was a good time waste right whatever's lying around the remnants of my cheeseburger off the foil yeah you know throw in some old chicken yeah exactly so i did that for seven months by myself and um i really i mean at the beginning i was like there's no fucking way there's no way i can do this at all but i had everyone back home I I, you know I called Lindsay a lot I know for sure and um it was hard to reach out because at the time I knew that I had postpartum depression too but I was also very close to getting out of the military so I could move back home go to school and everything and I was afraid to get help because I was afraid if I did that it would make me not able to get out of the military when I was supposed to and when I wanted to. So then after her dad came back, I tried to express that and everything. His schedule was fucked with his ship anyway because like when you get back from a deployment, you have to go through a lot of stupid exercises to get you reacquainted with being home. And then also your ship has to go to the yards to get work done and so, I mean, it was just a lot of stuff. And then it culminated in you, your your appendix, deciding that it hated you so much that it wanted to leave your body. Yeah. Yep. That following <laughs> the Thanksgiving the next year, um, we had Thanksgiving dinner, had a few friends over, and I thought that I had just eaten too much because I'm very aware of what my body feels like when I do that. And uh, so I tried to nap it off, but then I was like, no, this isn't right. And I, you know, was like, hey, I probably need to go to the hospital. And he was like, nah, you probably don't. And then I got there and that first doctor didn't want to listen to me either. But luckily there was a doctor that was (laughs) eavesdropping and decided to do an MRI. And he was like, that thing is bursting. And then I got on drugs and um, my appendix was legal drugs yeah but but then but then i got to fly out and help you, you did, for a little and bit. that was so fucking awesome dude and i honestly every once in a while i have flashbacks to us baking and snapchatting it and how stupid <laughs> it was and we got drunk on wine i think and it was just it was yes. a delight yeah that was a delight well, and also the time that you were in the navy not only i think this was pre-pregnancy uh, I decided to, you know, overdose on drugs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was fun when I was that in my was barracks fun. room. That, you know, when you're halfway across the country and you're told, hey, your brother's in the hospital. And then you get a text from your dad that says, hey, Jordan's in the hospital. And then that's it. And then he won't answer his phone at all. Oh, I love it when people do that. But he, uh, you know, he made sure yeah. to leave me at the <laughs> hospital so that he could go to his gig. He texted me. I was there. We were trash talking you, though, nerd. Yeah, Lindsay and her husband came, and they put uh, they put the hospital socks on my feet. I remember that. I did. I did. He said, "I said, Jordan, I, there has to be something that I can do for you. I just feel so bad. What can I do?" And you said, "My feet are cold. Can I have socks?" <laughs> 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 and I said. I said, sweetie, I'll always put socks on your feet. <laughs> I was going to say, I think I got to the hospital at like 8 or so in the morning. Because, you know, I was a real champion. And 
<laughs> that's the time you choose to overdose <laughs> is eight in the morning. Mm-hmm. And well, the cocaine didn't mix well with the, I believe it's trazodone. I oh. was up getting all wacky on goofy stuff all night. <laughs> and then I was like, well, it's eight in the morning. I better go to sleep. So, of course, I took a, <laughs> uh, you know, something that's going to put me down a little bit. And, well, right. little did I know there's such a thing as a reaction between two different drugs and basically made my heart decide, like, hey, we're going to just slowly shut down here. I do I do remember um, going over to the nurse and saying, is he going to be okay? What 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 happened? And And she said, oh, darling. He's going to have to tell you the list of things that he took. Yeah, I <laughs> I can't say I was a, I could say I was a substance addict because it didn't matter what it was. I wanted to do it. But I do believe you guys also took me to the detox center. Yes, we did. Right? Yeah. And uh, there I was roomed with a uh what was he it was a la ma ms 13 member who oh, was whoa. coming down from a heroin binge oh, my and goodness. they told him he had to go there before they would accept him into the jail so i was roomed with a, a person that looks wise uh you would not ever want to be left alone in a dark room with but he turned out to be one of the coolest people that i have to this day ever met yeah i mean and having prison experience and things and being in a, a place with uh mostly i suppose just homeless people and drug addicts it was kind of nice yeah. because he was very uh, every day we swept the room three times a day we Sounds like <laughs> did prison workouts and we kept to ourselves and it was it was very nice. He was a very good person. I hope he's doing well. I know um, when you were in the hospital, I did I did try to do my part and find a good rehab facility for you or like a program for you. Like I, I was that was like all I could really do. But we do time. need to know how long have you been sober now, Jordan? Um, so, you know, sobriety is a journey, not a destination. <laughs> I have been substance abuse free for five years and coming Woo! up on three years of alcohol-free, so total sobriety. Yay! And Mikey's very excited about it. Hey, Mikey. Oh, what were you going to say, Anthony? Just Jordan being in the uh, the detox center, meeting basically the, the prison guy, reminded me of when I got taken to the safe beds after I tried to kill myself uh, a number of years back. And I, I got really close with a, a guy named Pascal. He went to medical school in the Caribbean, so he was technically a doctor, although I don't know that he could practice in Canada. He was on the run from a, a drug smuggling operation that was operating across the border. I, I helped him break into his apartment and uh, get some of his clothing and his book back so that he could flee further north. Anthony was a part of a drug ring. <laughs> yeah, it's a true story. No kidding. You helped a man escape international. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't be a part of this podcast anymore because none of my stories are that good. <laughs> but the important thing is they're all depressing well the the closest i can get to smuggling of any kind was the time when we went potato chip to canada uh we drove up to canada and um yes <laughs> potato gate <laughs> <laughs> when we were driving up to canada 
and um, our mother was driving the minivan and I said, let me drive over the border because I'm really good at talking to the border patrols. And she said, I'm just as good. Don't worry about it. Sounds right. And so um, we get to the border and she said something about uh, all of the food that we had in the cooler in the back and they made us pull over and they 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 searched the entire car and they were they told us that they were very worried that we were going to bring over uh potatoes from the united states because i believe it was a pest or a disease disease on our potatoes it was a yeah there was some sort of disease attached to these potatoes that wasn't in canada so they weren't going to allow us over the border if we had potatoes in the car and we finally like a couple hours later after having everything that we had packed for this cross-country car ride put out onto the pavement and then we had to reload the whole thing just to go over the border as we're driving away from the border patrol everybody all at once looked back and we all yelled out we have potatoes (laughs) and that's become like a a a battle cry for us now (laughs) yes but that's the closest i've ever done uh any kind of smuggling i remember we had to incinerate the potatoes They said, you guys have to do it yourselves, and we have to watch so we can verify yes. that the potatoes have been incinerated. <laughs> we need you to sit here and eat all of the potatoes. Yeah, we either need to eat them all or burn them all. We cannot We cannot cook them for you. We cannot dispose we of cannot them for you. We cannot assist in the fire must... making. Raw. We cannot assist in eating them. I've never eaten an American potato in my life. You, you also are not allowed any kind of sharp objects, so you're just going to have to crunch. And that was the last time anyone here And that's potato. why we hate potatoes! Yes, potatoes are the devil. This uh, podcast will be called How Potatoes Ruined My Life. Potatoes, the beginning of the end. Except curly fries, they're fine. <sighs> Alright, so... We're all looking forward to potatoes and rehab and um, getting our mental health issues taken care of. I'm honestly very looking forward to sharing our, to sound like a fucking hippie weirdo, journeys with anybody that chooses to listen to us. Because I think we all have very unique perspectives on the world. And as someone with anxiety, which you guys all have anxiety of course too, but whatever. None as bad as yours, darling. God. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, It just helps me to be able to find resources of people that are also fucked up because then I'm like, oh, I'm not actually crazy. Like, I'm not alone. This is amazing. Yeah. When I talked about you to my therapist, (laughs) uh, she says that you sound like a hippie. Uh, and I say, uh, I say, no, she's not like a hippie. She's more like a druid, which she doesn't get. My <laughs> therapist isn't a nerd like that. And my Nana Anne is more of a hippie. And Kelsey's going to cry on the first podcast. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I love, I don't know why. It's not that they're like my glory days by any means, but I always. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> no. I always love talking about it and talking about the experiences I've went through because it just reminds me how. You have to draw on life experience. Yeah, it, and it reminds me of like how lucky I am, one, to even be alive, not alone from the overdose, but from the plenty of times I could have been murdered. It makes me happy that I am where I am today because I have done and been a part of and had done many bad things 
Well, I look like a total goody-goody compared to y'all. Well, yeah. you are. Effed up people. But <laughs> I've I've seen my fair share of shit. So, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes and seeing what we can do with it. That is definitely something I think we can all look forward to. When I was in high school, uh, I believed that I was going to have to make stories for myself. Uh, and I was really concerned because I'm a really lazy, unmotivated person. But as <laughs> time has gone on, and that was, you know, not that long ago, I can assure anybody listening, the stories will happen anyway. The stories will happen, and the things that you find important now... Okay, if I, guess, I suppose for, for anybody that's younger that might be in, say, high school or whatever you were... Uh, referring to, uh, not whatever you were referring to, that sounds rude, but uh, what you were referring to, yeah, the things that you find important now as well are 10 years down the road not going to matter one bit. The people, the things, it's got to get a good education and a good base. Well, and yeah, and, and as build from there, as the oldest person in this group, uh, I can say that that just continues with life. Uh, the things that were outrageously desperately important to you at every level of your of your life not a lot of them matter oh yeah 10 years ago now what i thought would be important no exactly good point that doesn't change with high school that that's just life but there's always something around the corner that's going to be desperately important to you so it's kind of fun to hold on and and well it's kind of fun to see what the next big important thing is going to be you know yeah, whether you want it to be or not. Yeah, and we've all got interesting stories that led us in different directions. Yeah. And got lots of wisdom to share on. And we've all been in different directions, but we are, as a core family, we've always had each other, which is awesome. Yeah. And then, then this pandemic hit, and we discovered that we needed each other even more, and we got even closer. And so uh, I just, as much shit as this pandemic and stuff has brought into my life, uh, that is the number one thing that I am grateful for, is how close it brought us all together. Yeah, we've always been really good at oversharing with each other. Oh, yeah. yeah. And being close that way, but this has <laughs> definitely... And we can overshare with the world. <laughs> <laughs> Now we can overshare with everyone. Yeah. No secret safe. <laughs> but now I feel like like the bond is even even better. Yeah, now it's uh it's like a genuine uh understanding and everything of each other. I was really excited when Kelsey and Jordan got added to our family chat. That was I was very happy that it uh has gone as smooth as it has. I was very like apprehensive to put it in a word. Um, because I just felt like I wasn't going to fit in. Like I was so worried that, uh, you know, I might not have all of the same interests as you guys, but I've also realized that we're a lot more similar <laughs> than, uh, and we're all so similar that I can guarantee you that we were all afraid that we weren't going to fit in. Going to fit in. <laughs> See, we're also so similar. I can finish your sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is going to be a journey. We're going to tell some stories. We're going to share some stuff definitely cry a couple times probably cry a couple times and laugh a whole lot more i'll try to remember to include trigger warnings for oh, yeah, oh, yeah. We can always, yeah, yeah, yeah well we can record the episode and then we can like figure out at the end of the episode yeah and you can pop that into uh the edit yeah, uh, yeah for sure. Ooh, that's something that we can add to our intro that would make it you know different every week is you say the typical intro and then after the typical intro you'd like okay this week 
discussion of uh, nude dolls and other trigger warnings. Clowns. And... Is that something that's normal? I get very uncomfortable around nude dolls. Dad does. He actually told me he found these Barbie dolls at work <laughs> and he took them home and cleaned them and let them soak. And he was like, I had to take off their clothes and it was just so weird. And I was like, well, thank you. Okay, that's fucking weird. No, that is weird. That is weird. I go into people's apartments and go to a bathtub and there's a new doll in there because they have a child that, you know, is playing with their toy in the bathtub. And I'll like wrap it in a towel or a paper towel. Like I don't want to touch it. And then like I put it somewhere where like it's in a decent position where I'm not going to see it and i'm just like when it's obvious you didn't harass it exactly <laughs> I'm, I'm not a professional but i think it is on some level normal because we're not supposed to like look at other naked people and dolls especially uh aren't exactly the same proportions as people uh so they can create an uneasiness yeah some of these dolls have huge butts uh, building on what Anthony said, because of how he said it, that also means that on some level it isn't normal. Everything simultaneously is and is not weird. <laughs> Schrodinger, Schrodinger's normalcy. God, why can't I fucking talk? And that does it for our very first podcast. Make sure to follow us on all of the social medias and subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice. You can find all sorts of links, including how to contact us at tndntk.com. Remember, kindness is free. Sprinkle that shit everywhere. We'll talk to you next Saturday.